0: All right, everybody's on vacation except us. We're in here talking sports with the guys from Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism, Sports Central, brought to you by the Lakeland Ledger. Your host of Sports Central this afternoon
1: is Mark McCollum. Yes, thank you, Eric. Not on vacation quite yet. Nope. You know, it's funny, Jenna, we were here last Christmas Eve Eve, Mm -hmm. and now it's New Year's Eve Eve. Is, it, is New Year's Eve Eve a thing? I don't really hear it as a thing as much as Christmas Eve Eve is. I
2: think we can definitely make it a thing. It can be a, a Polk County thing. I think you just started something. Heard it here
1: first. Yep. This is New Year's Eve Eve. Woo! Can't confirm. We made it, everybody. Yay! Almost to 2022. <laughs> Eric, how was your Christmas weekend? Busy. Mm. really nice oh yes lots of stuff going love a busy christmas weekend jenna how about you
2: um i got to go home it was chilly up there uh no snow but it was it was nice to be you know back with family how was it
1: christmas in a cold atmosphere compared to polk county in florida where it was nice and warm
2: um it it feels more like you know you see on tv what a typical christmas is is classic hallmark movie yeah yeah i was definitely in a classic hallmark movie in ohio Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm.
1: glad to hear it thank you what about yours Yeah, it was good. I was in some time here in in Lakeland and then went back home and uh, Bradenton left some family. So it was nice. Um, But yeah, so this first segment brought to us by our friends at the Ledger. And this past weekend, not a whole lot going on high school sports wise. Um, So they're kind of releasing their uh, players and coaches of the year for some of their fall sports. Um, So, yeah, they're, they're releasing their 2021 all county teams for several fall sports. And we like to recognize and congratulate uh, some of the amazing athletes in Polk County. Let's start with cross country, Jenna. What do do we have for cross country?
2: So for Girls Runner of the Year, that goes to Crystal Gomez out of Lake Wales. Um, Gomez ended her season ranked 25th overall in Florida after winning two races and finishing ninth in the 3A state meet. And then going over to kind of the coach's side, the Girls Coach of the Year, Del Meskman out of uh, George Jenkins led the Eagles to their 10th consecutive county title along with runner-up at District, so uh, congratulations to both of them. Then looking kind of on the boys' side, the boys' runner of the year, Nathan Yates, out of Geneva Classical, never lost to another county runner in six races this season.
1: Yeah, so if you never lose to another runner in the county, uh, I think that makes you county runner of the year. Yeah, definitely,
2: and and definitely with a whole county full of amazing runners, so congratulations to him. Yeah, especially,
1: I mean, they... Especially the ones here in Polk County running a tough course mm-hmm. when they go to the Holloway. Yes, um, very.
2: I've never ran it, and I never will.
1: Oh, I mean, we but, see the people at the finish line yeah. in the shoot, and I'm like, wow, well, I never run a run across country race. Nope,
2: I'm like, not a Holloway, at least. Yeah, that is definitely. <laughs> yeah, even for though it sure. is, I'm
1: sure, is an amazing uh, course for runners to come and challenge themselves um, and and see what they're h- capable of.
2: Um, boys' coach of the year goes to Tyrone Woodside out of Winter Haven. The Blue Devils' boys basketball coach has led the cross country in the past few years. And has improved the cross country team, climbing to third in the county meet this season. So congratulations to all of the uh, cross country runners. Yeah, that's kind of coaches. interesting.
1: Uh, cross country and basketball coach. You wouldn't think that was a uh, combination yeah. that is too common.
2: Yeah, I know for sure. Um, when I, for when I was in high school, if I didn't play basketball, track season was miserable. Mm. You know, so I can definitely see how basketball and all that can. Kind of help in the running aspect more sprints so i mean that's great that he's you know finding both and being able to coach cross-country as yeah, well. yeah it is
1: interesting too because a lot of times i feel like coaches may want some multi-sport athletes on their teams whether mm-hmm. it uh, a lot of times they want baseball football but especially uh cross-country i mean you know you're going to get um yeah some, some endurance some out there. Endurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah they'll never be tired and it mission be to talk to uh coach woodside sometime just to see the differences and how mm-hmm. he like kind of Manages his team and his players. Yeah, um, no, that would, to cross country compared to basketball.
2: That would definitely be something very, very interesting to talk to him about.
1: I'm sure, sure his players on the basketball team hear a lot of the time. Man, you guys are not as, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> as, as like you guys know. have not as much stamina as my cross country yeah. guys do. I mean, they be running uh, laps around you guys.
2: They're probably like, oh no, no more cross country. No more cross <laughs> yeah, country. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Moving on to some golf, Uh, Girls Golf Runner, Golfer of the Year is Annalise Rath out of Lakeland. Uh, She was a district champ with a 71 and a regional champion with a 72. She was third in the Polk County Invitational with a 76. Um, so, congrats to Annalise Rath. And then for the girls coach of the year, it is Mark Joyner out of Lakeland. Uh, Joyner coached a team that had been together for four years to district and regional championships. I'm sure it's kind of an edge uh, having the same team, same group of players uh, throughout your entire or throughout their whole kind of careers in high school, kind of give with some chemistry, uh, kind of grow up each other in that aspect too. Yeah,
2: and I know definitely having Annalise, you know, she was a top, top golfer last year, so it's great to see her still on top this year and uh, pushing Lakeland to, you know, some very high knocks. Yeah, obviously,
1: like, a kind of top top golf program mm-hmm. in the county, uh, both with the Golfer of the Year and the Coach of the Year. Um, so on the boys' side, Boys Golfer of the Year is Aaron DeWitt out of, from All Saints. Uh, he plays first in the district and was second in regionals. He was also the only golfer to advance to state from Polk County, which was his second appearance in states. And then the boys coach of the year is coach Ken Heidegger out of Lakeland, uh, led the Dreadnoughts to an 11-2 and record with three individuals reaching Region 3 qualifiers. So again, yeah, Lakeland, yeah. Uh, top <laughs> golf program, both with the girls and boys coach of the year and obviously the girls, girls player of the year as well.
2: On the swimming side, so we're going to look at the girls first, girls swimmer of the year, uh, again is Mary Lee Hardman, Amazing swimmer out of Lake Wales, won county titles in both the 50 and 100 uh, freestyle, and won states in the 50 freestyle. Yeah,
1: I think she's already surpassed in like some Polk County milestones. Yes, as... and
2: I believe she's pretty young.
1: Yeah, I think she's a sophomore. Yep,
2: and I, I know last year she won some state titles. So yeah, I think she ahead. won two last year. Mm-hmm. Nearly
1: won two again this year. I think was third in the 100 freestyle. So uh, Mary Lee Hardman, swimmer I might to, need swimmer to, take to some watch out for. From her. I can't Are you a swimmer? swimmer?
2: No, I can't even swim. No? No, that's I need help.
1: Well Mary Mary, Lee Mary if you're out there. We and you know, know we know who's a good swimmer. <laughs> right. Or maybe some a coach of the year. So both the boys and girls coach of the year is Rory Wilshire from McKeel Academy. Uh for McKeel, the Wildcats won the county and district titles and finished fifth at the Region Meet. So if anyone can teach Jenna how to swim I'm it's sure it would coaches. be none other than Coach of the Year, Roy Wilshire.
2: Yeah, or the Voice of the Year, yeah. uh, Braden Dam out of George Jenkins, broke the Lakeland City meet record in the 100 bra- or breaststroke and won county and district titles, finished third at regionals and 11th at States. So congratulations to, you know, all of those uh
1: Yeah, he was nearly, um, I think he was like two slots out of going in the final meet at States. Mm. Uh, so he finished in kind of that uh, runner-up. Category but still I mean to be 11th at state is an amazing amazing yeah, feat
2: the 11th, you know Like he's number 11 in the entire state of Florida. I mean, I can't even swim. Yeah. So I'm not 12. No <laughs> that, I,
1: mean, I am not 12.
2: I am not even in top 50 <laughs> uh,
1: Moving on to volleyball the player of the year for volleyball is Julie Urbina um, from McKeel Academy, she, Urbina led McKeel with 609 assists. She's a setter. Um, she played as a right side hitter at times as well, and had 119 kills. She also led McKeel with 249 digs. Wow! And Urbina, well, as well, another young talent, uh, a sophomore at McKeel. So uh, plenty to look for in these in these coming years for for some of these athletes.
2: And then taking a look at Coach of the Year is Nikki. Carous uh, Urbina, McKeel's Academy, Carous Arena lead, led McKeel to a 21-6 record and its third district title. It's first since 2012 in the regional quarterfinals. McKeel won its first playoff volleyball game, a five-set thriller over Horizon.
1: So, yeah, I'm and I'm pretty sure this would be a mother-daughter. Combination. I was gonna
2: say, is this a mother-daughter duo? Yeah,
1: yeah, because they. I was looking at the ledger. All this, all this, as well as on the ledger. Um, dot com you can find Mm -hmm. all this and more um they do a great job covering all of our local uh, athletes and schools uh, not just in high school but college and some local pros as well Uh, but yeah there was a picture of coach kyle serbina and julie um maybe it's because it's the same school but also it could be because it's the last same name yeah wow
2: Hmm. we could be starting a whole rumor they might not even be related
1: they may not be but (laughs) But either way, I'm sure it's nice to have that family atmosphere on a team. Yeah, definitely. Right? Being able to feel comfortable. Were you ever a player on a coach that was coached by one of your parents?
2: I was not. Nope.
1: Did you ever see that or a teammate was yeah, 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 yeah.
2: No, I definitely had um many teams I was on a uh parent coach and their, you know, their daughter played on how the was team. That? how
1: was that dynamic?
2: It was good. I never saw anything bad of it. And like you were saying, it definitely brings that uh family atmosphere because, you know, she's she's mom to one, she's mom to all on the team. You know, they, they take that mama bear yeah. very, very seriously. Um, so I think it's really great. Yeah, and
1: I think it all kind of depends on the parent and the uh, and the kid and the yeah. player as well. Because my dad, when I played basketball in high school, he was my coach for a mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, and he was definitely not like, Showed any favoritism towards me. Mm. Like he, like you, if anything, it's even harder. Yeah, he's like Mark they, Bench because they, they expect so much <laughs> out of you because like you because you see them not just on the basketball court or the soccer field yeah. or on the volleyball court, but they see you like every day, yeah, in every dinner. walk of life. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, they are like, "Yeah, I know you didn't do your homework last night. Like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. Another lap. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know lap. Yeah, oh it. no. Like this, these other kids on my team will have to deal with this.
2: No, my mom would have. Oh, I would have been running a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot.
1: Uh, so again, congrats to all of the. Uh, Great athletes that we have. There was plenty more on the ledger, as we said. Um, kind of jumping down to some other um news in the county to local college update. Um Southeastern University. Uh kind of some big news for them and the rest of like uh the Sun Conference uh members.
2: Yeah, definitely. I Such didn't as, know this yeah. is definitely news to me, yeah. and I played in the Sun Conference. So
1: um, yeah, Southeastern Weber and Warner. They are now, their football programs are now in the Sun Conference. Uh, so if you didn't know, previously these teams, Southeastern, Warner, and Weber, they were uh, part of the Mid-South Conference competing in the Sun Division in football. Uh, the rest of their programs, as you know, you're former Weber athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, they compete in the Sun Conference. But now all of their sports are going to be under the kind of umbrella of the Sun Conference. Um Okay. which I think is a great sign for level of competition uh, for these teams. I mean, they're obviously they're showing they can kind of handle their own mm-hmm, and um, can kind of compete with some other schools in the country and they can handle their own conference. Um, so it's definitely cool to see um, for Southeastern Weber and Warner as well. And then other football news for Weber, uh, they announced that Eric Potato. Pot- I don't know how to say this. We've, done, we've gone through this like four times. Pot- Potashny, Let's go Potachny. <laughs> as, uh, but they officially announced Potashny as their head coach. He was the interim head coach this year, um, but now is actually the official head coach. So congrats to, let's go to Coach P. Coach, coach P. P. Yeah, no, that's, 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 yeah, that's coach P even Coach P or better. Coach Eric. Uh, so next <laughs> season will be his 16th in the football program at Weber uh, with 10 years as a defensive coordinator and five as a linebackers coach. Um, so kind of wrapping up, Looking looking forward to segment two, we have a clip from our Polk Experience podcast from Jack Cormier and Kevin Smith. They do a great job kind of getting involved with some of the news and sports around the county. Uh, They have a conversation with uh, Rob Seitz Mm -hmm. that will be right back here on Sports Central Talk Radio at 96.7.
0: Talking sports this hour. Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7 brought to you by Paul Communications.
1: Let's get back and talk some more sports with Jenna and Mark. Yeah, Jenna Kidd, Mark McCollum here filling in for Ryan. We we forgot to mention that for Ryan Buckley. Yeah,
2: he's never here anymore. He's never here anymore. But it's okay. We got Michael Jackson.
1: We got Michael Jackson. That's all we need. We all we got. We all we need. (laughs) We
2: got MJ. That's it.
1: Yeah. Uh, But this segment, again, we're going to listen to a clip from our Polk Experience podcast from Kevin Smith and Jack Cormier. Uh, This time from, that's actually back, this past year from 2020, uh, they talked with Rob Seitz, the president of Rustmat Baseball, um, just to give us a sneak peek behind the scenes of what it takes to run the largest spring collegiate baseball event in the nation uh, right here in Polk County. Take a listen. I
3: tell coaches all the time, I mean, one, the facilities are tremendous they're where, where, where we are, but really the housing is the thing that it's just tough for anybody to compete with us on the housing when you can get these 10-bedroom homes and they can almost put their whole team in there. Um, and very affordable, uh, you know, when they're coming down for that week of spring break. So it uh, it works out works out really well to fill fill a lot of um, homes out there, condos, townhomes, all of that, and then we've got great facilities to play throughout Polk County. And um, you know, the teams love coming down here. Is that one of the big advantages? Obviously, is the relatability in in, in the Central Florida area for teams to come in, and you know, D threes or. Um, there, it's great baseball. There's some fantastic baseball in D three, but they kind of get overlooked, don't they? They do get overlooked, uh, exactly. I mean, it, it, there is some great baseball there. There's um, a lot of players that that have been drafted out of coming to Russ Mat for years, and we actually have a lot of scouts covering that, You know, that come out every year to. Uh, to uh, cover it as well, but yeah, what I mean, I would say the biggest, you know, the biggest thing with with Rust is really twofold: the the affordable housing and then the scheduling side of things with. The amount of teams that come down, I can get a I can get a good schedule for a team that won five games last year, and I can get a good schedule for a team that won forty games last year. Just from the sheer numbers, and that is so important. Like you know, some teams come down. You know, those forty win teams, they come down here with regionals. You know, and every and and their games when they come down. There, one thing that you know you hear uh, spring break or spring training or whatever. You know, you hear that and you think these games don't matter. These are like this. this is like 30 percent of their schedule. And they're probably the best games that they're going to play against, you know, non-conference games that they're going to play, and the games that they play, the you know, whatever five to ten games that they play down here are a huge impact on their regional bids. So, right. Um, so the scheduling part of things, it's it's something that uh, you know, I've I've been thrown into the fire. You know, I got a little training from Dave, but. Uh, um, but thrown into the fire on that, but it's it's extremely important in the and the experience for these teams when they're down here and and again the you know the housing and the great resorts that we have and the pools and the sure. you know Disney World being close by I drive all the stuff Universal Studios all the stuff that they uh, love to do as well the big airports uh, you know flying into Orlando or Tampa there as well a lot of uh, less expensive flights I guess in, in there as well so there's a lot of a lot of advantages of why it, why it all works, um, and you know, and just you know, really focused on making sure that co- the coach's experience is tremendous every time they, they come down. I here. think that's the important part because I had a coach tell me one time, Kevin, every game counts. It's, right? Every and game's it, important. And it, <laughs> it is. It is huge. And it, yeah, some. Some. You know, when I talk about Rust Matter, sometimes some people will be like, "Do, do those games count?" Are those, there's, oh, I thought those were just spring training. Like I thought they were just coming down here to train. And if you if you say that to one of the coach, you're going to get that response. You right. Just, yeah. You just got it's a huge, huge thing to you know um, the schedule there. And a lot of times you're seeing a lot of these D three World Series teams that you know just you know were last year playing against each other. You know, right here at Rust Matter. To, you know whatever
0: eight six months later yeah Yeah, and it's a real tough sell for the families to come down and spend time with the kids (laughs) too because i don't know you know normally i'll be walking around and and talking to the families or whatnot when i'm working around out there and and every one of them will be like yo you know when i left home it was 32 degrees or 28 degrees it was still frozen and now i'm down here or the kids are either you know a lot of the Boston kids, the the Brandeis oh, yeah. and the ones like that, or sure. you know, my daughter's school, Hannibal Lagrange, comes oh, yep. down every sure year. Do. So,
2: so
3: I've I've got a great idea, Rust Matt sunblock, because I've been walking out there with, uh, <laughs> yeah. at, at on the fields as well with Jack, and you see a lot of red bodies out there at, you, uh, at, in you know by the middle of the day, and that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. It, it smells like sunscreen as you. Yeah, out there. yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Of, when I first, you know, my first year of uh, Rust Matt, it, it was, I mean. In February, our first weekend, we were out there Lake Myrtle. It was ninety degree. I mean, it was a hot start to start to rust, man. The next day, everybody's just red as can be. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. We do sell sunscreen out there, but they, you know, obviously they got to use it. They like to uh, sunbathe and, and make sure they get that tan get when that they tan. get back there to, to brag to their uh, friends and everything. So they there, tell so. people this this sun down in Florida is different. It's a yeah, yeah. it's, it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is different. Yeah, it's yeah. different. We
0: always wind up looking at someone going, yeah, you know, this is going to really sneak up. (laughs) You know, it's it's that Larry Bird skin that they've got. It's just translucent. You know, you're like, you're going to really cool. We are talking sports on Sports Central this hour. Talk Radio 96.7 Sports Central brought to you by Office Furniture Depot. Your host of Sports Central this hour is Mark McCollum.
1: Welcome back to Sports Central here on 96.7. Great conversation that we got to uh, take a listen to um, from our Polk Experience podcast from Rob Seitz uh, with Russ Matt. Russ Matt obviously coming up here in a couple months. Hard to believe really uh, towards the end of February that we're going to be seeing some college teams come down from up north and and compete uh, here in Polk County for about. Uh, six weeks almost, almost two full months, yeah.
2: Yeah, it is going to be crazy, and trying to get into work is going to be hectic. But it is great to have all of those teams back, definitely. Um, I know you, with, you know, COVID in the past, or not really in the past, but back when it first started and everything, you know, they had to cut Russ mad and they had to all go home, and things were a little different. But now, hopefully, we can get a lot more people down here, a lot more teams, a lot more athletes let them see the beautiful Polk County. Yeah, as
1: you said, um, we're excited to have everyone mm-hmm. back. Especially, they're looking forward to coming back down. I mean, oh, as they were talking definitely. about in the, in the podcast. I mean, when you're up north and you're having you know 30 degree weather every day, it is lovely to come down and take in the. 80 to the 75 degree weather, uh, clear skies. I mean, it's it's beautiful for them.
2: Yeah, and definitely because of North, you know, a lot of these schools that are coming down here don't have indoor facilities that they can practice in. So, you know, trying to practice baseball out when, well, you know, when it's 30 degrees is very, very difficult. So I know that them getting down here will be very, very nice for them. And, you know, they'll feel, hopefully they'll feel right at home.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of funny you mentioned uh, them not being able to train or practice as much because in, in that uh, clip we listened to, um, Rob was talking about how these games count for like their regular seasons, mm-hmm. and their coaches don't want them to think it's just spring training. But yeah. for some of them, I mean, it's there. I mean, it might be some rust getting to have to knock off. I mean, if you're not being able to practice outside or or getting some live game action, I mean, you got some nerves to got of get rid of and some mm-hmm. some rest to knock off. Um, you know, in the on the batters on the batter's box and the pitcher's mound. Um, so it's a great, great opportunity for them to kind of get their season on a roll and uh, hopefully start out to a great start. But um, if not, still plenty of time to uh, kind of kick it into gear. Um, switching fields from the baseball field over to the football field.
2: Oh, wow. wow.
1: I think I like? think it might be this seat that has just good segues. Uh,
2: maybe. Yeah, it might maybe. be.
1: Um, but so bowl season going on in college football uh, last week, UCF beat Florida 29 to 17 in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl on Thursday, December 23rd. Uh, former Lake Wales standout Johnny Richardson had three carries and three catches for a total of 69 yards. Wow. So good to see a local product, you know, kind of making his I his name known on mm-hmm. the uh, on the national landscape. Definitely,
2: um, and beating a team like Florida, you know, UCF has been after those Florida teams since you know their run for their. Uh, so quote unquote yeah, national championship for the national yeah. championship. So it's awesome to see either like you know, we got you, you know we yeah we got, we yeah got they the wanted they
1: wanted mm-hmm. to play you know a top Florida to school and they got it and they uh, they show what they're made of there mm-hmm. for sure definitely. Um, unfortunate news for Miami. They had to drop out against Washington State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl due to COVID concerns. Uh, that's supposed to take place tomorrow night. I'm not sure if they had a replacement team for that. Um, I'm not I know sure. some teams have been dropping due to COVID concerns uh, and they've been able to find some replacements, but I'm not sure if Miami got replaced yet. But unfortunate news, some Miami fans in the office. Um, mm-hmm. So sorry, Gerald. Sorry, Buckley, <laughs> yeah. um, for not being able to watch Miami play their last game of the season. Um, but Jen, it's finally here. The college football playoff.
2: Mm-hmm. Do, you still, do you still feel confident in your prediction from a few shows back when you were like, you know, I think Michigan might have a good chance?
1: You know. That's that's the most intriguing game. I think if Michigan can find a way to score mm-hmm. against Georgia's defense, that's going to be an amazing game. Uh, but if Georgia's defense kind of shows out to what they've been all season, I think they average like giving up six points a game during the regular season up until their uh, game against Alabama in the SEC title game. Um, but yeah, if Michigan can find a way to score on offense. I mean, their defense their defense is 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 really well. well Mich- Georgia doesn't have. Um, as good as offense as we as we've seen, they're more they kind of rely on their defense, um, and that's kind of an interesting concept too. Looking at these two teams, Georgia, Michigan, maybe more defensive uh, heavy,
0: mm-hmm. while
1: Cincinnati, Alabama have high level quarterback play. Oh, yes, yes uh, Cincinnati yes. Uh, more of a more of a veteran quarterback, and Alabama obviously with the uh, freshman Bryce Young winning mm-hmm. the Heisman. Um, I would so we'll love see. to see you?
2: Cincinnati, Michigan. I would love to see that. Um
1: just an but, out of the out of the box yeah, matchup there, yeah.
2: But deep down, I don't think who knows, Cincinnati could pull an upset for sure. I mean, it happens, obviously with basketball. I mean, how many number ones have been knocked off? Oh
1: my gosh, yeah. Um,
2: I know very two different sports, but I I hope to see them, but I think Michigan has a has a very, very good chance. Yeah. Very good.
1: Yeah, I know. I think I think we have a a good shot at seeing another mm-hmm. another Alabama, Georgia matchup. Mm-hmm. Um that as well. I hope it's a good game. Yeah, hope both, both way, good games. Yeah. It's New Year's Eve. Neither of my Each teams are I, really in it, so I'm just
2: like here for it. Yeah, I'm, like I'm here, football. For, a, I'm here wins, for a good time out. long time, Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. I love that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Jenna. Oh, That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, other notable games still to come. Number 12, Pittsburgh taking on number 10, Michigan State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So many good games here, Jenna. Number 9, Oklahoma State. Meets number five, Notre Dame, with her new head coach mm-hmm. um, in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Number 15, Iowa, plays number 22, Kentucky, in the Verbo Citrus Bowl. Um, and then your team, number 11, well, not Utah, but, <laughs> but number 11, Utah meets your team, number six, Ohio State, in the Rose Bowl. That should be a good game. Always yes. a fun atmosphere in the Rose Bowl, the Rose Parade, and all the festivities that go along there. Uh, and then number seven, Baylor clashes with number eight, Ole Miss, in the All-State Sugar Bowl. So, lots lots of good football still left to be played. Um, jumping down to uh, some NFL updates. Uh, the Bucks they clinched the NFC South Division title with their 32-6 win over the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Uh, Antonio Brown had a big receiving day with 10 catches for 101 yards. Um, he's looking to finish his, his season strong. I think he has a couple um clauses i guess and not santa clauses <laughs> a couple clauses in his contract um if he meets like certain statistical benchmarks mm-hmm. he gets bonuses okay. um so he's definitely looking to finish his season strong uh but the bucks they'll finish their they play the jets this week uh before their season finale, season finale next week um uh, jet how about the jaguars what did they do last week
2: <sighs> the jags so unfortunately jacksonville who is currently 2 and 13 Lost 26-21 to to the New York Jets in a battle for the top pick in next year's NFL draft. Jacksonville's looking very great for that. uh, At least they won that, right?
1: So far. So far. far. They might lose that too. They could. Trevor Lawrence
2: had a good uh, day throwing the ball, completing 26 of his 39 attempts for 280 yards. They take on the New England Patriots on Sunday. A big... You know, ooh,
1: the Patriots. Yeah, tough, tough game tough right for the game. Jags. Uh, Patriots looking to seal their playoff spot, maybe to make a run to the division title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, tough game for the Jags. The Dolphins, I, this, this, they, they came out of nowhere. Uh, they did. They were one and seven, and now Finns they've won seven up. straight games um, to be at eight and seven on the season with their Monday night win against the Saints. Uh, actually, move them into the final spot of the playoffs if the season ended today. They'd be the seventh seed, and they'd play. Uh, the two seed Titans. I'm pretty sure. And actually, that's a yeah. That's a potential playoff preview. Uh, they, those oh. two teams meet this week in the regular season,
2: and they could play. Um, in the...
1: And if Zezua ends today, they'd meet again in the first round of the playoffs. Wow! So lot to play for for both teams. Um, but yeah. Jalen Waddle continued his impressive rookie season with 10 catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. Um, so it's kind of some question marks there for Waddle. The Dolphins traded up from the number 12 pick, I think to the number 7 pick okay. to get a receiver mm-hmm. and usually picking that high you don't want to I mean you obviously receivers great but usually it's like a lineman or an end rusher or something like that um, or a quarterback mm-hmm. people love drafting quarterbacks <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> you don't say they they love
1: it uh, but Waddle obviously showing that was a uh, pick well worth um, but well worth it um, let's take a look at that playoff picture actually really quick it's, it's really interesting especially on the AFC side um, when you get down to the six and seven seed, uh, right now the Chiefs, the one seed at 11 and four, they pretty much locked up that top spot, I believe. Uh, the Titans at number two at 10 and five, Bengals nine and six at number three, uh, the Bills at ten, nine and six at four, uh, the Colts at nine and six at five, Patriots nine and six at six, and then we have the Dolphins, as we mentioned, at eight and seven at number seven. And then, I mean, these final two playoff spots are really up for grabs because you have. The Chargers eight and seven. Raiders are at eight and seven. The Baltimore Ravens are at eight and seven. The Steelers are at seven seven and one, and the Browns at seven eight. So anything could happen mm-hmm. in these past two weeks, especially when you get these division opponents uh, playing each other. Um, you know, so we could see a lot, especially if these teams toward the bottom went out, and then you have some trouble up or top. some craziness up top. Uh, you could see uh, some things really shake out differently um, in the AFC playoff picture. Um, but I know for sure my my
2: lines aren't there. No. But at least your Baltimore Ravens, they have they're, they they're, they're, they're have there. a shot. They're, you know. It's
1: been interesting this kind of um COVID troubles recently across mm-hmm. all professional sports delaying some games. We're going to see uh with the Magic having some postponed some games. Mm-hmm. Um so kind of interesting to see how COVID has kind of turn some seasons upside down, especially when you have like NFL teams with like 10 players on the COVID list. Yeah. That takes out almost half of your starters. I I couldn't Um, imagine
2: and trying to like reschedule things and get things, making sure everyone, you know, enough games are played and things like that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being on their staff right now. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. When we come back for our final few minutes here with you, we're going to talk some local sports, talking some Lakeland magic, Florida tropics and some more college updates. When we return on Sports Central Talk Radio ninety six point seven. But right now
0: we're talking sports on Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by the Hampton Inn Bartow. In the sports
1: chairs, talking sports, Jenna and Mark. Yes, welcome back to Sports Central here on this Thursday, a New Year's Eve Eve. Eric, any New Year's resolutions for you, my friend? I made one a couple of years
0: ago, and I'm sticking to it. To I'm proud of you. I, I am resolving not to make any
1: more of these stupid yeah. New Year's <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and
1: I'm proud of you. Way to stick with it. And, and I'm sticking to it. Perfect. Two thumbs up to you, Eric. Yeah, Jenna, how about you?
2: Um, No, I don't ever do one. I tried. Uh, the, I jumped on the whole weight loss train Mm. and i was like it lasts for a month and then you slowly see multiple it's a great january yes (laughs) let me tell you
1: gyms are oh gyms gyms love love a good
2: january once february hits and everyone starts canceling those memberships they're like oh crap yeah but But, they mm,
1: love january yeah Yeah. Yeah. what about you you know we talked about this in the office i think people want to be be more confrontational yeah um and i don't know how i feel about that
2: I don't want to. I don't want this to be a competition. I don't want to confront you. So,
1: moving on to local (laughs)
2: sports.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes, our local sports update. Start with the Lakeland Magic, some exciting news for them. Bally uh, Sports Florida, the exclusive network home of the Orlando Magic, announced plans to televise 10 Lakeland Magic games as part of the remaining NBA G League regular season. Bally uh, Sports Florida host and reporter Dante Marcatelli will serve as play-by-play announcer for eight of the 10 games on the network, while Lakeland Magic radio announcer Nick Grinowich will serve as color analyst on every broadcast. That's exciting. Like, Magic imagine being on TV.
2: Yeah, Yeah. no, that really is. And it's probably super, super fun for, you know, our very own Nick to, you know, also be up there as well and doing his color analyst on there.
1: Yeah, it's actually cool. Uh, Hank Taylor, he was a guest on Sports Central. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just before the Lakeland Magic were uh, coming back to play. And he's the here. He's their PA announcer at okay. the games here in Lakeland, and he got a call up to go be a PA announcer for the Orlando Magic. Oh, um, a that's awesome! Ago. Yeah. So that's cool to kind of see some promotions um, yeah, happening within the Lakeland Magic.
2: And it's not only between the players; it's also from the staff. You yeah, know? you you work your way. You know, you yeah, prove it's kind yourself of a full, here. Full organization. Then, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Congratulations um, to all of them. Then.
1: And speaking was of, of, of the promotions. Um, some Lakeland Magic players have gotten promoted to the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, all the uh, COVID um, postponements and concerns in the in pro sports, some are Orlando Magic players on the COVID list. So mm-hmm. some Lakeland Magic players got uh, caught up, which is very cool for them. Uh, but unfortunately for the, for the Lakeland Magic, uh, their next three games are postponed due to COVID-related concerns. The next Magic home games will be Friday, January 7th, and Saturday, January 8th at 7 p.m. against the College Park Skyhawks. Uh, fans in attendance on the 7th will receive a Lakeland Magic calendar, and those who attend on the 8th will receive a shirt and koozie for 90s night. Jenna, you gonna make out to any of those? I,
2: you know, I would not be upset if I went to the 90s night. Those koozie's. A koozie and, and that
1: nice 90s shirt. And that
2: 90s shirt. The 90s it's 90s awesome. Shirt. And I believe Bernie Little is uh, really? helping out with that as well. Yeah, so those shirts are awesome. It's very throwback. I love it. So I wouldn't be mad if I went to that game. Okay. Cool. On top of that, obviously, and basketball. I would love to watch basketball, yes, yes, yes. but this shirt is I'm looking nice. forward to
1: going to my first game. I think I'm going uh, end of January. I think it's uh, Southeastern's night. Okay. All my alumni, yeah. Oh, that's
2: so awesome. Go, You're excited for I'll it? I'll go and
1: show all my alumni, like, hey, I'm...
2: Yeah, look at me. Yeah, look at me. Like, look where I sit.
1: Look at me where you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, very excited for the Magic as they uh, kind of begin their actual regular season here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but they're not, not the only pro team in Lakeland. Uh, the Florida Tropics. What'd they do, Jenna?
2: The Florida Tropics rode a second half scoring surge to a 7 6 win over the Ontario Fury in their last game on December 19th at the RP RP Funding Center in Lakeland. The Tropics got two goals um, by Victor, or sorry, Vic Moore Elgewe. Perfect. Yep. Love it. Even better. Love it. Along with a sensational scissor kick goal by um, Anthony Arrico and another by Taylor Walter Bond. Um, who beat three defenders to score, and that's no easy feat. Definitely in such a small area as yeah. well. And improving to three and one on the season, Ricardo uh, Carvelho uh, got the sa- they got the game winner with the- at the 10-26 mark in the final period. Zach Riget and uh, Lucio Gonzaga also added goals. Um, Florida has been off for the holidays, but will return against. Utica City FC in the pair on Sunday afternoon games. The first one on January 2nd and the rematch on January 9th. Kickoff for both of those games is at 3.05 p.m. And both games will be broadcast live on the league's MASL YouTube channel. And also for the rest of the season tickets to the uh, last 12 Florida home games, which guarantees the best season in the house, are now on sale by calling 863-240-0101.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, four tropics. Plenty of exciting soccer there, especially indoor. Yes. Um, much more fast-paced compared to uh, on the outdoor fields. For sure. Um, oh, so fast. So fast, so fast. <laughs> uh, speaking of fast people, after <laughs> sure some basketball players are fast. Kind of an iffy segue there. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're going to go with it. Uh, Warner University's men's basketball team remains at 10-5 and 5 while they're on holiday break. Uh, they had a big win recently. Their most notable win came against... Uh, then number one, Saint Francis, eighty-four to sixty-six. Uh, the second half of their schedule is Sun Conference heavy as they prepare for the postseason play with eleven of their thirteen remaining games against Sun Conference opponents. Uh, they return to action on January sixth, hosting Thomas University. Uh, how about Polk State, Jenna?
2: After a two week break for the holidays, Polk State's men's basketball team, who is currently eight and five, is back in action tomorrow against Seward Community College and on Thursday against Pensacola State College. Both games are at the State College of Florida. So they're both away games, but not too far.
1: Absolutely. Jenna, you know, uh, Kind of kind of running short on time here, uh, but an event we're excited for coming up next week is when the U.S. the uh, cross team mm-hmm. uh, comes down for their exhibition against England. England. Yeah, um, that'll be at Lake Myrtle. Um, they're going to be there training all week, but the scrimmage, of course, happening on Wednesday night mm-hmm. at Lake Myrtle Sports Complex at 7 p.m. I yes, think. Yes,
2: under the lights. Under the, the lights. Yeah, very
1: excited for that. Um, but. As always, for more information about all the events in Polk County, log on to www.centralfloridasports.com and visit centralflorida.org or give us a call at 863-551-4750.